0: Welcome to the CCF Iowa Podcast. Welcome back to the CCF Podcast. Today we're going to be talking through Titus chapter 3. And since uh, we're only going to be covering about 11 verses of text today, we're going to go ahead and just dive right in and and start reading the text and then we'll break it down. So this is Titus 3 verses 1. Through 11. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, who he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. So this is the last chapter of the book of Titus, and I believe Paul here is bringing it to a close by kind of Coming back around to the main themes that he wanted to be present in this letter that he wrote. Uh, just as a reminder, this is this is a letter that's been written to to one person who is the pastor and leader of a church, um, in particular the church found on the island of Crete, um, which is you know part of Greek Greece. It's its own little island. You don't need to know the geography of it. That's not that important. What is important is Crete is a place that Paul's already talked about that a lot of people kind of uh, had some negative thoughts about it, and that it talks about how um, even the, the Cretan poets talked about how they were liars and, and lazy brutes, and, and so there's this sense of just the people of Crete are not good people, and yet the thing that Paul wants to stress to them, wants to bring about to the church, is that reminder that, that they are to be obedient, that they are to be ready to do whatever is good, that they are to be peaceable and considerate, always be gentle toward everyone, slander no one. Paul wants them to be good people, good citizens. He wants people to think, so I've heard all these bad things about Cretans, or maybe, I know we say all these bad things about us as Cretans, but these church people, these Christians, there's something different about them they seem to be good decent they're people that you can trust they're people that you can depend upon and and so paul says to to titus this is what you should be training your church to look like to act like they should be working towards for the good of of the city of the community they should be trying to help not only one another but those that are outside of your church they should be compassionate they should be kind And I really think that that's an important thing. Uh, It's an important thing for us to remember. That's a call, because not only is it going to speak good of of who you are, of the church, of your community, but it's just going to improve things in the world around you. And I think that's a big part of the gospel call, that Jesus came not just to save us from our sins, although that's a hugely important thing that he does, But he came to make the world a better place, to to model a a better humanity, a way to live that's kind, that's compassionate, that looks after the poor and the oppressed and and sees those who are overlooked and not noticed and downtrodden by the rest of society and, and lifts them up and helps them out. That Jesus, whenever he did miracles, it wasn't just to show off his powers or to say, look what I can do. Like I can command storms, and I can heal lepers, and I can even raise the dead. It was always to teach his disciples something about noticing people about you know I heal lepers because no one else is even able or willing to touch lepers, but I want them to know that that they can be cleansed not only of their leprosy but of their of their sins of of anything that that is put in the way of, of, of who God wants them to be. They can be cleansed of those things. They can be made whole. They can, they can be restored. And, and so he would heal people in those ways. And, and sometimes his healings would say, like, I, I want you to know that your sins are forgiven. There's the lame man on, on, on the mat, and he says, I want you to know that your sins are forgiven. But because there's so many people who don't believe that I have the ability to forgive sins, I'm going to say something even better. Pick up your mat and go and Walk. And he says these things because he wants people to know that, that they can be restored, that they can be brought back into right relationship with God, that they can, they can achieve and have something more. And I think when we live out that Jesus-styled life where we are good and kind and compassionate and helping and always giving of ourselves for others, it communicates to those people, it communicates to those who think they are worthless that they actually do have value and worth and that God sees them as as incredible, precious children. And those are, I think, the things that we need to be looking at in our society. We're still in a time of, of pandemic, of being stuck in quarantine, of of civil unrest because of uh, s- systemic racism in our society and and people who are who are pushing against that and saying this is wrong, this shouldn't be happening, this is not what this world is supposed to look like. And I think we need to be challenging ourselves to saying, how can we stand alongside these people who are oppressed, who are crying out to God? Because one of the things that's consistent about God throughout scripture is that he always hears the cry of the oppressed. And that is something that he responds to and responds powerfully, strongly, in great, incredible ways. Sometimes he responds by sending Jesus to the earth. Sometimes he responds by freeing his people from slavery, from Egypt. Sometimes he responds by knowing that it is his very people that are actually the oppressors instead of the oppressed. And so he allows them to go into exile, to be put in their place to see that we are not supposed to be ones who oppress others. That we are supposed to be ones that fight for those who are oppressed. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a God-fearer, a God-follower, a Christ-follower. That we are ones who notice those who are being oppressed, who stand alongside them and fight against injustice, who care for others, who lay down our rights so that others can live better, who go out in public and put on a mask because we don't want to spread a disease that's going to potentially harm or kill that we set aside the things that we have our rights our ability to eat meat sacrifice to idols our status our position we lay those things aside so that others can thrive that others can be better that others can feel loved and so that's what Titus is 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 called to do to pass along that knowledge, that information, that this is what it means to be a Christian, to do good, to fight for justice, to live self-sacrificially, because that is the way that Jesus lives. That's the way that God operates. His economy lifts up those that are oppressed. His economy doesn't oppress for For one's own benefit. So that is what we are called to do to live out the words of Titus 3. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. Because when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Do good. Be kind. Be compassionate. Lay down yourself. Lay down your rights so that others can prosper. Notice the oppressed. Lift them up. Stand alongside and fight for justice. That is what we are to be and what we are to do. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. If you have any questions about what you heard or any interest in learning more about CCF in Iowa, then please email us at ccf.uiowa at gmail.com and we would love to get you connected.